Hi and welcome to Nuance Podcast with Logan and Yuja, where we seek to develop a space of vitality for nuanced discussion about fundamental principles of human connection. Our message is to think of and for yourself, to accept others and their thoughts, and to empower each other. Follow us as we follow our curiosity and enjoy the episode. Something strange has happened over the last week. Has it? Yeah, it's very different for me, very new. And I, I felt like maybe we could share it here because it's, it's kind of interesting, I feel like. Sure. So, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I've actually started to listen to classical music. <laughs> and It's about time. And the only reason I laugh is because it's so out of character for me because I, I, I usually engage with more of the um, generic culture. sort of poppy kind of music. Hmm. Usually. I, I haven't really listened too much to what's sort of been going on musically in probably the last year. So I, I, I stopped listening a long, a long time ago, keeping up to date with what was trending. I have been waiting for this moment for you to transition from pop to real music. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I felt, I felt, I've fallen out of touch with it. And so now I'm, I'm sending my sights elsewhere. One of the main reasons, however, <laughs> is that I, with, with you doing a nat here and me looking to set my eyes creatively on going forward into the future, mm. I was looking for something to help inspire me. Sure. And one of one of the avenues for that inspiration was in music. Obviously, you, you listen to music and, and, it, and it moves you. A nice piece moves you. Does it? <laughs> What's your favourite classical tune? Well, classic me. <laughs> <laughs> True to my... <laughs> I, I, I started, I opened the door with the can-can. Because <laughs> old habits die hard, so I found the poppiest beat. <laughs> it has been wonderful to listen to that each and every day. But I, I, I find I, that's, that's, it's, it's generic as far as classic goes. Very. But it, it's upbeat. It gets you going. It fires you up and re- ready to, to jump out of bed and move into your day. It's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. <laughs> and with a lot of classical songs, they, they seem to be named. Okay, just a full disclaimer, I, like I said, I've only started getting interested in this whole genre in, within the last week. And I have never dabbled in it before in my life. So I'm probably going to stumble through the entire piece here. I'm so looking forward to it. <clears throat> <laughs> Talking about it because I've got no idea. So it's going to be probably my interpretation of uh, music and expression. That's probably where I, I want to get with this episode. And, and creativity in general and how it can help inspire me and inspire us going forward. Great. So that, that's probably the angle that I want to take with this episode. Um, but yeah, I, as far as songs go, I, I'm not too sure which songs I do like because the, or their names are either after some something um, that they that the music is like describing, or L- like what? Well, there's the there's a, there's a <laughs> Hungarian dance song that oh god, it's so embarrassing. That I'm it's really epic, and I'm not too sure what the is that the one we listened to last night. No, no, no. We listened to, um, uh, I think it's Piano Limoncello. Is, oh, that how you, is that how you pronounce it? Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Um, his rendition of Dance uh, Dance of the Nights yeah. on the piano is so epic. <laughs> <laughs> it It's almost overtaken the can-can for me at this point for just getting me up and about. <laughs> 
Um, but as far as names go, and they're also named by, I guess, the, the, the key they're played in. Is that what it is? Like, is D minor. D minor, G minor, E minor, and all that. Is that the key that they're played in? You know, you know yeah. this better than I do. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they do that? I'm not, I'm not too sure, but I wanted to talk, I, I wanted to start, I guess, by, because you've, you've been interested in this stuff for a, a little while and you got into classical and, and even recently you started listening to jazz, Yeah. which has kind of been pretty nice actually to have that influence around the place because mm. it's different music. It's like pure expression. That's what this, this has brought me to understanding with this type of music. I'm so, I just want to say again, I'm really glad that you've made it to this point because this is what I've been waiting for mm. in our relationship when it comes to music because you've been very like, this is what I like and you can't really change that. And I'm like, okay, I have to be very patient with like how you transition from this to something else, just anything else yeah. really because I was just getting very sick of it. And I'm, yeah. I'm so not interested in this music. I went through my pup phase and it was very short because I needed expression because I was very expressive. <laughs> you know, being a creative, I need something to enhance my experience of expressing myself. Right. So then that's what classical did for me. Well, when did you when did you dabble into that? About 2000. Oh, she's got a and, date. No, 2011. Like during um, mainly during uni. Okay. So I started my course, yeah. Did you find that you wanted to go into or listen to classical music for the purpose of inspiring you for your own creative your own creativity? Yeah, because another thing was I couldn't when I was writing or when I was studying I couldn't listen to anything that had words in it. I couldn't listen to lyrics, mm. so I needed just music, instrumental. So I would listen to a lot of piano. Piano was just something that really resonated with me. And then it went and just moved through classical and then it moved to like, what else? Like atmospheric kind of, like what we listen to when we go to bed now. Um, right, that's, like sleep, now sleepy sort of tones. Yeah, and deep and, it know. kind of, yeah, it, cha- it really changed depending on what I, what state I was in, what I needed. So when I'm creating, when I'm expressing an art piece or something, I like to listen to piano. What the piano does, the keys, when each key is played, it's like the keys in my body are being played. Mm. Like really expressing and hitting the right notes. <laughs> yeah, in my I, body. I found that too. When I've been listening to this genre of music, it genuinely rouses something within you. Yeah. You, you feel like you, you are being moved. So if the, the speed of the piece picks mm. up, like you kind of feel it and you're like, you get a bit pumped up or if it slows right down, you can you, you okay, almost can see with your mind's eye, like what kind of scene might be playing out in the background of the music being played. Yeah. It connects I mean? with your heartstrings. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It guides you. Yeah. To like, wait, oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Absolutely crazy. Mm. So you started listening to it in uni, if more for the purposes of having a good background music while you yeah. were studying. So I couldn't, I couldn't use just silence. I couldn't be in just silence. Mm. Um, also, there was like noise in the house. It was very echoey. So I really like to put my headphones on and put classical music on or I, something. I, yeah. I know when I, I'm the same. If I'm listening to music while I'm doing something, especially if I'm writing, if you got lyrics then the word, yeah. you it start to you, yeah. yeah you start to sing along in your head with them or whatever mm-hmm. and it kind of just totally throws you out for whatever it is that you're working on and it you actually procrastinate because it, it doesn't lead you to what you're doing like it doesn't mm-hmm. guide you through the work that you want to do it instead distracts you and takes you off your path because then you start listening to the song and singing along and then you're actually not paying attention to what you're doing yeah i, I don't know exactly how for me the that kind of leap was made from going to listening to 
the usual playlist that I listen to to listening to more classical pieces. I can't, I think we were just we were just I think making dinner or something, <laughs> and then the inspiration just came out of nowhere for it. Mm. But since then, it's been really cool. I was driving home from work the other day, and I was listening to. Usually, I listen to podcasts when I'm at work, mm. so that I can just try and keep my brain ticking over while I'm doing something otherwise mind numbing. Mm-hmm. And I was driving home from work. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to podcasts. I'm listening to them all day. I'll start. I'll put some classical. I'll put my classical playlist on. And I did, and I was listening to it for about three quarters of the drive home. And I'm like, all right, I'll put some. I'll just put on one of my other playlists now that I'm familiar with and what? just sing along or whatever. I fe- I actually I found that when I was f- going to flick it onto my usual playlist, I actually didn't want to. I couldn't actually. I couldn't bring myself to do it because. Mm. You get so I got so used to this epic music playing that was literally bringing. It, it felt like it was bringing actions out in my body, like my arms were just moving, my body was sort of moving as I was as I was listening to it. Because, like you said, it strikes notes in your body that like forces some kind of response. Yeah. And then you put on. I just think you go from that to then putting on other music that you're just sort of used to, other poppy music or popular music throughout the ages, and it, it doesn't have. For like a lot of them, a lot of I know at least what I listen was listening to doesn't have that same appeal at all. You listen to it and you can kind of sing along to a catchy tune, but that's about it. Yeah. And I think that's what really roused within me this curiosity and this excitement with this area because what I, I think what I found as I was listening to it, and I'm thinking about what am I engaging with here, and it's like the raw expression of the the musical piece. Like I, I'm picturing the composer obviously creates this. Is it called the score? Yeah. Okay, because this is going to be a, a learning lesson. I for actually me. just want to listen to you just try <laughs> to use all the words. <laughs> <laughs> so the composer creates the score, and is that the collective of like all the instruments and the the, the notes and the sequence of of everyone performing? Is that right? Just, just keep going. Does the composer does the composer conduct, or do they just write the music? There's a conductor. And there's a composer. Right. And the composer basically dep- creates it, the music and the conductor... It depends. If you're a conductor and the orchestra. I think it's just that. Because I'm not too sure. I'm but, not really sure either, but I... Like, there's a conductor, there's composer. I think they... Yeah, they're separate, but I mean... An, an actress or an actor can also be a director. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But the conductor isn't necessarily the composer. No. Okay. Right. So I'm just... I was just trying to, like, picture... Like, when you... When I'm listening to this... I feel like I'm engaging with someone's raw creativity because mm. it's pure. It's like it's pure expression mm. to me. That's sort of what it feels like. It's not some generic beat. Every song has its own nuance, mm. its own little rabbit holes that it kind of goes down, and its own directions that it pulls you. It's in. a story. It literally is. Yeah, it's a story. And it's that pure creativity that it really takes you on that journey. That's quite inspirational to me. I find I've think about today's music you don't get that same journey you were listening you were watching was a video hits was a video hits you were watching at your sister's place with your oh, nephews there or yeah, something yeah something like that and they had the, the video clips of the songs oh my god i had not like there was three songs I, I didn't really stay and watch all of it i couldn't because they were all about like not only just a heartbreak but like suicide death depression so there was i don't know what song it was because i have no interest in music these days that kind of music anyway and there was someone who was like walking through it's not an auditorium it's a an amphitheater yeah 
he was walking through this hall mm. with like all the with all these people sitting at their tables all dressed up and he's obviously people would probably know what song I'm talking about but I've no idea and he's walking down and then he goes onto the onto the stage and then every like he's obviously performing yeah so he stands up there and has a gun in his hand and then there's like a spotlight on him and he puts it to his head and pulls the trigger and there's like glitter that comes out and everyone mm. applauds I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. And my Benji was just eyes on it, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I goes, can you? What are we watching? Yeah. And he's like, what? Well, don't you like it? I'm like, no. This yeah. is sick. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's horrible. The media that we're engaging with these days just uh. seems so propagandized. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. It's not conveying inspiration to whoever's engaging with it. It's like all opinion. Yeah. Let's enjoy. Just opinion. There's a there's a poppy tune and there's some lyrics to it. But it doesn't actually take you anywhere productive. No. That's what I really found listening to older music now that doesn't have the lyrics. And because it doesn't have a spoken word, it doesn't have lyrics to it, it's purely the music that's taking you. Mm. And you're interpreting it the way it connects with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like reading a really good book, you know. You, you're going, oh my God, like the creativity that this author spilled out onto this page is incredible. I'm engaged with it. Mm. Um, you know, like what the Harry Potter books did mm. or Lord of the Rings. It takes you on this journey and it perfectly maps out everything that's going on, the skill with which the books were written. It's like that, but audio when you listen to it. Because you, you, you're just listening to music, but in your mind you're picturing an entire scene play out. And you're feeling yourself compelled to move in particular ways to it. It, it a really, really incredible experience. It's, it's like because each piece is so unique, you really just have to sit there and you just listen to it and just allow it to take you. And it kind of gives it to me, it gives me a little bit more courage in what it is that I'm doing to be quirky, to follow the quirk of my inspiration. Mm. Because that's what this these composers did. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got a story, they've got something they're trying to express and they're expressing it through music. Yeah. And it, it's because there's no lyrics to it probably is what makes it even better because open to interpretation then. Mm. Obviously, general tones and pitches and and speeds and whatnot depict different or more, more specific and feelings, emotions yeah. and feelings and whatnot, but it's still open to interpretation because there's no words attached to it. You can't hear a particular word or hear a phrase or whatever and go, okay, this is exactly what that means. Mm. Here instead, you hear, you're hearing notes in a sequence mm. and that can mean something different to anybody listening to it. Yeah. I think that's what I really love about it and it does inspire me mm. because you, you can really express without having to talk and it's in every aspect of your life, the way you present yourself, your body language, what you think, what you, you, know, what you engage with, everything is, is, is an outward reflection of you. Absolutely. And it's... Well, you're not just given a mouth. Otherwise, we'd be just mouths. <laughs> we have we have two ears and one mouth. Yeah. So we're we're kind of built to listen as as opposed to just eyes. verbally express. Mm. Yeah. So really, really cool. How's that changed? Has that changed anything for you in terms of your approach to your next step? Like I said, it's kind of given me, I think, a bit of courage to express myself. I, I like writing. Yeah. Just sitting down and writing. I've gotten back into that a little bit more over the last maybe two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, as I, I always really enjoy writing because I, I just sit there and I just write. I don't think about what it is that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get inspiration on a particular tangent and I'll just follow it and I'll write and write and write. And I, I like it because when I've put the music on and I'm listening to it, because it's, it is raw, it actually helps bring out the rawness in my expression too when I'm writing. 
and I, I, I'm writing, and then I read back over what I've written. I'm like, it is ruthless. Like, <laughs> whatever I've written, when I read it back, I I like it. I like the way it's I've I've been able to write it, but it because it is such raw expression of what mm. is what is happening in me or what I'm thinking about. It is really ruthless yeah. in a way that's not necessarily negative, but it's just to the point and conveying whatever message it is in the most raw way possible that I can convey it. Mm. Like I said, it has inspired me to be a bit more courageous with how I express myself and not to be concerned about what it is that I'm putting out there and how it's going to be taken Mm. because that sort of self-censorship on my own expression like that, it creates an inauthentic message. But it's a disservice to yourself. Yeah, it is. And I think it's a disservice to other people as well. Yeah. Because if you want to have a conversation or if you want to express yourself with somebody, you want it to be authentic. You can pick up on when something's authentic and when it's not authentic. Mm -hmm. I think that's what what draws... I know me especially, I love love someone who's authentically themselves Mm -hmm. and doesn't stop themselves from expressing something that's important to them, you know, for the sake of somebody else. Obviously, there's tact. You can still have tact with how you express yourself so that it... It isn't overly intense or over the top, but if you can still find a way to get across whatever is happening within you to someone else effectively and and it's true Mm. to what's going on inside of you, then that just really resonates. Yeah. We're all given different gifts to express and talents to express and Mm. abilities and skills. We're not all the same. So we all need to express what it is that we have inside of us and within us the way that resonates best with us because then it'll resonate for other people if you keep copying other people then their expression that does nothing for you because you're copying you're actually taking someone else's gifts in a way yeah you're supposed to be inspired by someone you're supposed to to copycat you take from it what inspires you an element and then apply it to how you want to express whatever it is that you want to express yeah they say to copy your idols, yep. but it's like, copy them, yes, but copy how they do it. Yep. Don't copy what they do. Yep. Because they, everyone's unique. Everyone yeah. has come from something different, whether or not it's in their own life. But everyone's also the product of their own unique ancestral line. Mm. No one is born into the exact same circumstance no. because no one has shared the exact same pathway for the, like, in the context that they're born into and then let alone the choices they've made throughout their life. Everyone is completely unique. So everyone has to be authentic to that uniqueness. You have to. But that's, I guess, and you could probably attest to this, being uh, creative and artistic in your expression. You draw inspiration from how other people have done it so that it can... To me, when I think about it, and I'll I'll clarify with you in a sec, when I think about inspiration, it's what someone else's art does or the way someone else has done something. What it does is it shows you what's possible. Mm. It shows you that this is something that can be done. Yeah. But, because if you don't engage with other people's work and what other people think, say, create, do, whatever, you just stay within this bubble of you this is see, all I know. But you don't in, you don't see, you don't open yourself yeah. up to something new. All yeah, all I know is what I've done. To this some point. Pe- and some people look uh, like I used to do this, I used to look at other artists and say to myself, "I want to be like that, but I can't do it because that's their expression. I won't be able to top that. Yeah. I won't be able to top Frida Kahlo. I won't be able to top Picasso." It's just seeing it as an opportunity and a possibility that you can create like that too. Yeah. It's not about what they create; it's what they put into it. Yeah. It's how they express themselves because it's authentic. If Picasso started drawing portraits normally, we'd be like, "What's going on?" 
it's just it's not right mm. and he goes I thought I might you know take yeah. some inspiration it it would be different it wouldn't be really Picasso anymore that was his true expression yeah it was the way the brushstroke went around, you know, in unusual ways to express how he felt. And you got that from it. Mm. Some people don't understand it that way. Well, I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. up until, yeah, more recently. And I actually can, you know, you're just using music as the base example for this because it's the one yeah. that's immediately evident in my life right now. Mm. That each note is conveying a message, each, each tone, each, I don't know, dong of the keyboard or the piano, each each strum of the guitar or the, the violin, you know, it, it's all conveying a message because it's, it's all part of this overall score yeah. that you get to engage with as, as in, in total, but there's also countless unique elements that make it up. Yeah. It, it's all conveying a message. And it's the same when you look at art, when you look at a, a painting, when you look at what, say, what you've produced, your digital art as mm. well. Mm. Uh, and now you're getting into alcohol inks. Each... Each individual stroke, brush, dribble, whatever, has its own purpose in context of the whole. And it's when you actually engage with everything that you're looking at, then you really get to see the intricacies and what actually makes the piece beautiful. Mm. Because you can look at something overall, you can look, you stand back and look at a piece of art and say, oh, it's, it's beautiful, I love it. It looks so nice, the aesthetics are beautiful, the colour the color palette's really nice. And or, if you look at it up close... Like or you don't like it exactly, yeah. yeah. But it, you know, yes. it might actually help to look at it up close and look at what actually makes up the whole, yeah. because then you can engage with what it is that you like about it and what it is that you don't like about it, and you can get a deeper overall understanding of the image. It's also like when you go closer. Am I talking shit, or is this making sense? No, let's just keep talking. Yeah. When you go up closer to it as well, you get to see where that artist has been. Mm. That artist has been on every part of the canvas. That's their story, their whole, like on this table, for instance, you know, I've been on every, like in every brushstroke, that's where I've been on every, that's where you've been. Yeah. You know, whether it's a spot right in the middle and the, you know, a, a dot or a square or a line in, right in the middle of a canvas and nothing else was touched. Yeah. Even that is a story in itself. And you start asking questions, why didn't this person delve, or this artist delve, you know, further in, out into, or why did they just stay within the realm of this Red yep. dot. And you get to explore and follow that artist's journey yeah. to their final product. Because then you start standing, you take a step back, keep looking back further again. And you're like, wow, I can, this, see, I can see now the whole story. I was there with them. I'm seeing like a, a visual representation of their perspective. Yeah. And the piece is there as a whole. But because you got to go in there, you, you got you up closer and you observe... Like you said, I love I love hearing yeah. it like that. The artist has been there. Yeah. So this has be, this is something that there's a purpose for each brushstroke. Yeah, exactly. Be. And where the where the the brush the, the paint is potentially thinner in one area, it gets thicker in other areas because mm-hmm. that's where their their perspective or the inspiration has taken them to explore that particular area or that aspect of the painting mm-hmm. in more depth. And you can follow them. You can follow where they've gone, where that inspiration's taken them, and and the and the the direction that. They were being pulled, and you and, can start to understand it. And even if you don't understand it, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, I have no idea how you got hit from here to here. These colors are completely different. Yeah. But it looks like that you went over here, all the way to the other side, and then back over here yeah. to put something else on top of it with a different color yeah. or a different tone or whatever it is that they've done. Yeah. Even like mixed media art's really cool. You know, you have photography, and then you you print out the photo and you paint over it. Right. And then, or you can scan it again. Like you can keep adding to it. And it's un- like, I love people are starting to use 
greenery and plants and flowers into their art to make it more 3D. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they don't draw the the flowers. They yeah. you can you dry them out, right? Yeah, you can dry them out. You can flatten them. You can scan them and then put it on top of yeah. Yeah. So it pops it the digital. Yes, I think. Or you depth. could just put the dried flower on top of it. Yeah. I just love the creativity that people are going to. Oh, it's endless possibility, and that's what like, creativity does. Mm-hmm. Other people's creativity, and because you, you observe and you experience their perspective in yeah. what they've drawn and what's what directions they've gone in like i was saying and yeah you, you can raise questions like why did they stick to this mm. why did they why did they do it this way yeah. and when you start asking questions like that it starts to inspire you i guess like that is potentially where you can get question- inspiration out of it yeah because you might then go oh I'm, I'm curious now what what happens if what would have happened if they had have done it like this mm. and then that's sort of the insp- that's some inspiration that can guide you to then go and make do your own experimenting with it yeah and generate your creativity off the back of theirs oh. and that's how you can be influenced or inspired by someone else's expression which i think is a really beautiful thing and that's the importance of authentic expression because when it's not real when you and it's kind of like an illusion that's been created you can still i guess generate that creativity pathway where someone's inspired by it but someone's not inspired by authenticity they're not going to create an authentic piece because it's not rooted in in authentic inspiration do you know what i mean does that make sense? You can also tell when an art piece isn't authentic or when you see a gallery or an, um, an album of someone's artwork. Some pieces are stronger than others. Right. And although they use the same media, it's <laughs> you can still see that there's, there's a change in each piece. It's like you can tell that this person just made this piece just to add to the rest of the collection. You can see that and feel that. So it, it's like there's less of that person's... Like- essence or mm. real true authenticity and you can see that in any kind not just um like just physical art you can see it in films you can see it in music mm. you can see it in like if you listen to a whole album someone's album oh this song is just isn't strong stronger than the others yeah. you can tell There's that potentially they, there to fill the album yeah up. just to either fill the album up or it was just an inspiration they just like oh let's just keep it like that and yeah. it's just not necessarily a bad thing it's good because you need to get that rubbish out you yeah. got to get that whatever it is out of your body so you can make room and space for more infinite possibilities for yeah, that flow, for creative flow. Yeah, and even just to contradict what I said just before, even the shit can inspire. Yeah, all that shit, but if you did this with it yeah. and you changed that and added this yeah. and used these colours instead of that colour. Yeah, and then you can go out and make something for yourself mm. off the back of that. So, yeah, I mean, as I said before, because I think yeah, there's a separation because I think what I just said where I was... I guess going with that was to have creative, authentic expression. It's the same as making the expression for the sake of making the expression because you want to convey something mm. from within. And because it's truthful to what is going on inside you and, and you're putting that out onto a paper, whether they're drawing it or painting it, writing it, singing it, scoring it, whatever, that's what you need to do in that moment is to express yourself to the fullest potential. Mm. And then that's, that's when it's purely authentic. And like you said, you can notice when you use stronger pieces as opposed to other pieces. When other elements can creep in, when inauthentic elements can creep in is, yeah, like you said, if the reason that you're doing this isn't for the sake of doing it, isn't for the sake of actually expressing what is going on in you, what you need to say or what you need to, how you need to convey your message and you're doing it for, yeah, the sake of filling out the, the album or the or the, the gallery, the canvas, or whatever, you can sort of tell that the inspiration isn't out of authenticity. The inspiration's out of the desire or the need to do it for another reason. Mm. Does that sort of make yeah, sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 But even that, I guess, less authentic 
conveyance of a message can still, can still be the authentic inspiration for somebody else. Well, because that person's put it out there. Yeah. So regardless of it being strong or not, they've still put it out there for someone to gain inspiration from. Yeah. That could have been their most powerful piece to them. No, we don't know that. Yeah. So yeah. it's that assumption. But you can take from any any kind of creative outlet what you need. I li- re-listen to songs and I'm like, oh, I just I don't feel what I used to feel mm. when I listen to this song mm. because it was at that point in time I needed that song to get me through something. Definitely. And then now I'm in a new phase of I don't really know what I enjoy at the moment, but it is coming back to more classical, ethereal really unusual sounds because I'm in a new place. Yeah. I've never experienced what I've experienced in since last November. Yeah. Since I found Theta. Everything has changed for me. So everything that I see, everything that I hear, everything that I say or what I want to say, it's all different. So I'm just getting the hang of understanding and comprehending this new version of life that I'm experiencing. Yeah. It's probably why I'm having so much trouble to really express myself at the moment because I, I, I can't understand it yet. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to comprehend it. Each and every day something new happens. I experience something new. and it's But it's a beautiful thing, but I can't put it into words. Yeah. And that's what's really annoying and difficult because I can't... Ex- like, well, this is a podcast and I should be able to do that, but I can't. No, that's fair enough. It's all so, so new and it's hard because... Because it is so new and you've changed and we've both changed so much in, in the last 12 months, but especially towards the back end of that. Mm. We don't exactly know what resources we have or who is around us right now that is in the same headspace or position that we're in right now yeah. because we are different. When you, you step outside that original comfort zone sort of thing, you know what's around you and what you can engage with and, with and what you're going to get from it. Yeah. Now, when you make a different, when you make an adjustment in the way you live and the way you think, mm. you're stepping into that unknown and you actually, it warps everything around you to the point where I actually don't know if I engage my new interests with somebody else that once upon a time I could talk to about I don't know, whatever it was that I was interested in before I changed, Mm. you don't know how that's going to go anymore. It does adapt your relationships with people around you because you're in a different place and the way that they have seen you up until that point in time is very different to the way you actually feel about yourself now. So that makes it quite difficult to be able to fully express yourself in that relationship with that person. Or even what's around you, you know, Mm. where you are, what you can do, what is now available to you. Yeah. Like I said, I'm interested more now in the in the finance economics yeah. tangent, <laughs> anything to do with that. Yeah. You know, but there's not really too many people in my life in immediate close contact with me that I can actually be challenged by in this area and to or bounce to ideas off and to learn from and to mm. be mentored by. You know, so it's I have to now establish this whole new world, this whole new perspective that's mm. filled with things and, and people that are going to help me now align with with yeah and align align with my my changed mindset yeah. now and it's really it's it's interesting because we've both really experienced that and felt that mm. over the last 12 months yeah and i know you yeah you have especially now that you've found something that you're so passionate about that you've never felt that way about anything before and your authenticity has i guess realigned itself with this new area mm. but it's also opened up this whole new world to you where what was comfortably your resources around you and the, the contacts and the relationships you had around you, you knew what to expect and what they could expect from you. Now that's all different because you look at things differently yes. and you want to express yourself differently. 
and it makes it really hard to, to be able to do that <laughs> because you don't know where you're right at, where the outlets are for this anymore. Mm. Well, it's like with my, especially with my art, like I'm really excited to, to delve further into alcohol inks because I have never experienced it before. I, I need a new outlet in terms of creativity. I don't like acrylic art. I'm not really keen on digital art anymore. I don't like drawing on my screen because I got to erase a lot. I never knew how much I could. I actually removed. Yeah. I always undid my strokes. Whereas just this, I can't. When it's it's set, it sets very quickly, the ink. So when I'm using it, I finish a piece within 10 minutes. Mm. And I, have, I can't do anything else with it. Unless I just dilute the whole thing. and But it's different for me because it, I'm really focused in where the ink's going and how I want it to um, explore the page. And that's different for you because you're so used to being able to control. erase and control exactly yeah. what's going on. You, you kind of can go into digital art with a rough idea of what you want to do. But digital art's very forgiving in that if you if you make an error in, in a particular stroke, you can just undo it and, and have another go. Yeah. But when you go with something that's a medium that's on the page, on the canvas or whatever, it's a lot less forgiving. Mm. And yeah. alcohol inks, yeah, definitely. Once it's on there, it's on there. And it is very little room for error because it, it does dry so quick. Yeah. But, I mean, and it's it, a good... I really enjoyed it because it... <laughs> I, I had to kind of get over my perfectionism when mm. it comes to having a line on the page a specific way. I needed to forgive myself for judging myself during a process. Whereas every time I've sat down to do it, I'm like, oh, I didn't want that. But I'd be like, no, that actually looks good. And I'd just understand. I'm like, yep, actually, that was meant to happen. Yeah. And because I think that's my mindset now with anything that happens in my life, it's meant to happen. It's for a reason. What can I learn from it? So when I'm working with alcohol inks and the ink does go a different direction that I wanted it to, yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, you know what? No, you know, I'll make it work. All right. Regardless, I'll just make it work. How do you find doing that? When you're, when you're dabbling into new creative endeavors like you with alcohol ink, you've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Is it frustrating at the start because you, you have an idea in your head or you have an image or something that you want to convey? You have a message that you want to send or you have an expression that you want to make. And when you, you when you're exploring something different, and you're obviously learning how to use it, how to how it works, is it really easy to get disheartened in that initial time period? Because it's like I can't express myself how I want to. It's not working. I'm going to throw the towel in and go back to what I know. Um, usually yes, but this time it was different. I was more excited, so I, I actually <coughs> instead of going down that road, I was excited about. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And I, I just started, I enjoyed the process. I enjoy things a lot more. I'm like, as just as long as I am expressing or I'm trying something new. I'm not, I've known for a very long time I needed to get away from digital art, digital drawing. Not that it didn't serve me, but it just didn't serve me anymore. It right. wasn't, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I knew that I had to do hands-on art, which is like getting dirty. I hate acrylic. Acrylic's probably the one thing I just cannot get used to even on the table that I'm looking at I just it's just not me I need something else that it helps me express what's in my mind is that because is that again because you've changed in your mindset and you've changed where your focus is so the digital art no longer serves you because it served a point in your life that you had I guess gotten comfortable with mm. and for, for while you were in that mindset and stage of your life it worked for you then but because you're looking down a different pathway you're focused in different areas now 
you no longer can work the digital art to express that new direction. And yeah, exactly. so you need to find something else that's better expressive of those ideas. Yes. Is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. Because I was looking at on Instagram, I'm like, I need a new creative medium. I can't do digital. It just doesn't. I tried. I really tried to draw what the seventh plane looked like for me. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it with digital. I needed I needed something more. I needed my camera and then I needed alcohol inks and I need I need something else as well on top of that. I really want to incorporate nature like flowers yep. and leaves and petals and whatever else I can find. I, I want to incorporate all of that into my work because that's just what's happening at the moment within me. That's where my creativity is taking me. Because what I've noticed, because you use the camera and particular effects using that camera, uh, to create the imagery that you used on your website. That I've never done before. No, very unique, <laughs> very, very unique and different to what you're used to. And also the alcohol inks, they smudge and they blur in amongst mm. each other. Find that the imagery that you now seem to be going for is less defined. It's more everything kind of blends in together. And there's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you, you with alcohol ink, because you, it's like diluted ink yeah. and that you, you kind of blow it or you move it all around. So colors, multiple colors blend into one and yeah. it creates different undefined shapes yeah. so that you can get rough ideas of what is in the art. Sure. Uh, and it's the same as with the camera when you were putting it on the, the slow shutter speed so that it blurred the picture, blurred right. the image. Yeah. So that again, it, it didn't define imagery. It no. created ideas of imagery, like abstractions of, yeah. of what actually is there. Is it, yeah. And is that what you're expressing? Because you're yeah. now f experiencing abstractions of the reality that you're used to. So defined, clear defined lines no longer do the job in helping you express what's inside. Is that your analytical? Is that your analysis? I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm running with the inspiration as it's sure. coming to me right now. Um, I haven't thought about it. Literally, is the first I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely wanted. I've always wanted to do abstract photography. Yeah. I've always been really interested in photography and film and creating film. I'm excited to do a film with that abstract art. I've no idea how I'm going to do it, but it's just going to have to, I'll make, I'll make it work. But I figured that out. I figured those photos out very quickly. All I knew is to use a slow shutter speed. And then I figured the rest out as I was going. I'm like, I need imagery on my website. Yeah. So that was my intention just to create. But then I actually couldn't stop creating. I was like, I, this is really fun. Yeah. What else can I do? And I got inspiration as I, as I just went into it, as I just started, as I picked up the camera and put one thing next to something else and then added one add another thing and then got the torch and started creating lights. And I, I have no idea what I was doing. I what, just, did you get the original, where did you get the initial inspiration to do that? Did you go on Pinterest and you saw someone else with that? Well, there is a girl that I follow on Instagram. She's inspired me to go down an, a different avenue. She has that kind of work, but I wanted to try it out for myself. And She's who inspired you to, to go alcohol into alcohol inks. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh. I, I like The first time I was like, I won't be able to do this because hers are just magnificent. <laughs> I was like, that's it. They're pretty Which, epic. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how she does it. It's just incredible. So I did get my inspiration there, but I went on my Pinterest and there's a creative board on there or for my art. I can't remember what it was called. Probably the creatives, I think. And there was a few things that I got inspiration from there just to yeah. bring back what I really tried to create for my final piece yeah. at uni. And that was then something that kind of led me to doing this kind of work. Because digital art, I just, I couldn't create what I wanted to create for my website. It just wasn't possible. I needed something more real. Yeah. No real lines or anything. It had to be more of a feeling. 
Yes, I think that's because there's not a distinction of what it is that you're saying. Feelings and emotions are blurry. They're not like this is exactly ever, what I'm feeling. They're ever changing. They're not blurry. Yeah. They're ever changing. They, they flow and they mix and they mingle yeah. and kind of at any sort of given period, it's, at any, any given time, you're probably feeling a whole concoction of different things. And it's they don't all. It's not all one that specifically mm. jumps out. You can feel content, but that contentedness can be a, a mix of a whole different bunch of things. Yeah based on what's going on around you and what's going on inside you and mm. yeah you, you can't define it there's no clear boundaries to it no. that's really interesting it wasn't about what the image was honestly it wasn't it was more about what feeling i wanted to create yep. for my audience and i know that because that's part of my <clears throat> solar aligned client who is my ideal client when you start a business or when you want to do anything you create an ideal client that you'd like to work with Hmm. and uh, who would like to work with you so for someone who understands the feeling and connects with the feeling will then understand a little bit more and feel what what my service is about and if it resonates with them it resonates with them because that's the the beautiful thing and that's sort of circling back to the where we're talking about music from the Hmm. start is that it's conveying a message without necessarily using words and you, you can respond with it, whether it is musical and you're listening to it or whether it's visual and you're you're looking at it. But it can stir something within you that you can relate to or you, it really resonates with you and you want to know more, you want to engage with it. Mm. And I guess that's the, the power of being able to utilise art in a really authentic, expressive way. Mm. And that's, I find that really... I, I've never, to be honest, I've never really thought about it like this. I've never been one of those art buffs that, that goes know. to gallery. I literally think I've been to like an art gallery once. And Which I was just there going, um, <laughs> might have been the National Gallery of Victoria. Oh, yeah. That one. Uh, oh, I've been to Mona as well in Tassie. Did that was you, pretty how cool. How did you? Um, I, I think I just looked, I, I looked at stuff and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't go together. <laughs> I never, I never paid really yeah. any attention to art as a form of expression. I know that sounds really weird because that's, that's what art is. Right? Yeah. That's what creative is. Being creative is. I always just sort of. But you weren't really. Like, no, I wasn't thinking about it like that. Because it's weird. Because you're crafty. You've got you've got talent in uh, like crafting things. Like the little diary that you made me yeah. is incredible. And it wasn't a diary. It was like a scrapbook. It was a scrapbook. Yeah. But it was incredible. Like the way, the creativity and the, like mm. you had a vision for it and you yeah. created it very quickly. So that was like your expression. Was so it could... expression or was that just, it was a gift? No, it was expression because every page in that, because I, I made that for you for your 27th birthday. And so there were 27 pages in it and they each represented something different. Yeah. So when you're putting the, the, whether you're using paper to put colour or tones or textures or whatever on the page or you're using, I don't know, ribbon or string or whatever to, I don't know, make it pop, make it different. It, yeah, it, it, you're trying to, with each page being unique and having its own purpose within that book, I wanted to try and make sure that I used the right materials to properly convey the message that's on that page. So again, but that's not even something I necessarily would have even thought about till now that that's what I was doing. That's why I asked. Yeah. So I was like, because you were really, you are very creative, but you don't really see it that way. Because I think also because I'm verbal, a lot of the time in my expression and in my communication, (laughs) I I talk, I express myself through talking. I've never thought too much about expression in other ways. So I've never really, it's not that I've never understood it. It's that I've never, I think, paid attention to expression in other formats because I've just known verbal to, to be the best way to express myself. 
So I resonate more with people talking and what people say and, and reading because it's words, it's written yeah. word, you yeah. know. So I, I, I've always resonated up until this point in time with messages that are conveyed that way. I've never understood messages conveyed through nonverbal means. That's funny because we're opposites. Mm. So I, instead of me thinking about what people say, it's how they make me feel, yeah. whether it's just them standing there. So how I see and then expression like kinesthetic kind of expression like me doing it myself yeah. or creating art or creating something rather than speaking speaking for me wasn't a an option like i didn't not that i didn't enjoy it but i no i didn't enjoy it i'm just gonna say that i did not enjoy it growing up being the youngest i wasn't heard so i was like okay what other means can i use to express myself yeah creativity happened I did write. I was pretty big on writing. I wrote stories about magical lands far away. <laughs> um, didn't we all? Yeah. I also... What else did I do? Um, no, something else. I hated doing oral presentations at school mm. and answering questions. Not because I couldn't. It's just I wasn't seen that way. Yeah. Do you mean you didn't see yourself that way? No, I just I never practiced speaking. Yeah. So for you, speaking was a big thing. For me, creating was a big thing. So I was focused on, I can answer your when question. When you say creating, because you can still speak creatively. Sorry, no, no, you no, mean like drawing, drawing, visual. Yeah, yeah visual. Yeah. So if someone asked me a question, I can draw them an answer kind mm. of thing. I would have probably been better at creating imagery for someone than answering their question with words. And see, I would have looked at that and gone, what's the... I didn't ask you. I asked you a verbal question. But this I was in the answer. beginning of our relationship too when we were trying to understand each other. Yeah. And... I had to tell you, you can't use the same language that you speak to yourself. You need to create, you got to create a picture for me. Yeah. Because it's, I, I can't see what you're seeing. If you're giving me numbers or something, you need to show me or explain to me through a story. <laughs> you're going to be creative <laughs> yeah. with how you, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. If you're using economics language or jargon, I have no idea. I, yeah. And I've never dabbled into it. So how am I supposed to understand it? Create a picture, and then I'll probably understand it. Yes, yeah, I, it's something that I'm still, yeah. I'm still learning. You ask me a question; they're very vague because I'm like, you need to ask me a specific, more specific question, because for me, a whole story pops up. Yeah, and I'm like, what part of the story? What part of this question does he really want to know? Right. That's why I have to, I, I said, just ask a better question or ask a more specific question. Yeah. What do you really want it? So then I can pick from the big picture from the big story that I've just created That's to so answer your question. Because I don't get a story. If you ask me a vague question, I get like multiple, I get like bullet points of notes <laughs> that pop. Literally, so it's like coming from my head. I get paragraphs yeah. that come up in my head. And I'm like, all right, how do I get this paragraph from my head out of my mouth? Yeah, <laughs> like, in an picture. articulate way. <laughs> so you can ask me whatever sort of, yeah, whatever vague question. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've got a couple of different ways that we can look at this. So now I'll, tr I'll try, the and then I'll try and go through. Three bullet points. <laughs> yeah. I don't get a story. I don't get a story that pops up. Yeah, I get mine's very ideas creative. that come up. Yeah. Colors, a lot of colors kind of come up. Emotions. It's like a whole film that you ask me a question and it's like, dun, 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 there's a score and then there's like, <laughs> there's a beginning, middle so and end funny, yeah. and then there's a, there's a finale somewhere, an encore. No wonder you struggle then... to talk. How the fuck do you convey that message? <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> I do I do feel like a bit of an, uh, what do you call it? A dance when people ask me questions. 
Well, <laughs> because I can't answer them in the way in the language that they're asking me. Right. And yeah. then they won't understand because I will sound like a psychopath or a weirdo if yeah. I answer it in my language. Because <laughs> it won't be the same language. Yeah. I understand that. No, I really do understand that. I get that, and I understand it more in more recent times because of what I've gone through. And I, like I was saying, a big part of that is because of the adjustment we've made. Yeah. It's forced me to look at things differently. It's forced me to approach things differently. Where I'm going with investing is I've really, I really want to try and hopefully get to a point where we can generate an income that is not reliant on us having to do active work for it. Sure. And the people that I've been listening to and have been inspiring me and I've been learning from, the way they talk about it is they implement creativity. They're like the, you, you get creative with how you do what you do, learn the information, educate yourself on what you want to do and how you want to do it and and then allow your creativity to run free yeah. so that you can best express yourself and generate a pathway that is perfectly unique to you and you'll get there. Mm. And so that's inspired me to look at things, look at my life, look at the, the direction that I want to go in a more creative way, mm. even with something as so seemingly uncreative as finances. I, I up until this point, I'd never even thought about the possibility that you could be creative with money, ever. <laughs> it was just money was this black and white thing, and you black and white budgeted. A budget was the most creative template for finance, financial planning I ever knew. That was it. <laughs> so I can budget the hell out of it. It's great, but yeah. it's this whole new world now that I guess has kind of been opened up to me that mm. you can tap into this. You have to be creative. And that's one of the messages I love about it because being creative is still your own expression and it's being authentic to your expression and authentic to yourself because that's when you'll resonate most with what you're doing and things will happen a lot easier. And so I've really loved learning about it and tapping into it and getting inspired and excited about going forward. And that's what's tilted me in a totally different direction with my creativity and I think that's what's inspired going into listening to classical music and being inspired by that because it is quirky and because it's so unique to the composer that every little piece, every note in their piece has a purpose in the whole and it's the same as what we're talking about with art. Every brushstroke has a purpose in context of the whole. Well, you could then put it into what we're trying to do here for nuance yeah. in conversation. Yeah. Finding the nuances. The nuances in conversation are the brushstrokes of, of an art piece. Yes. And it's the each note in a score. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, you know, because I think we are in a world where everyone is judged on their opinion. Yeah. And we do it. It's not. It's just something that you get accustomed to. It's something you kind of... We're surrounded by it. Yeah, you're <laughs> surrounded by it and you start to become a product of it. Trying to break that pattern of feeling the need to pigeonhole somebody based on whatever conclusion they've come to. Mm. And the point Try isn't that they've come to a conclusion. Yeah. It's the same as engaging with a piece of art. Mm. You can look at a piece of art and go, I like it or I don't like it and yeah. that's it. But if you can break down the little individual aspects and points that make up that whole why you like or why you don't like exactly you can start to understand better what it is that you're actually engaging with here and you can have a better understanding now if you were to walk away from it you can tell someone or you can yeah you can tell the painter or you can tell somebody else why and why not you liked it or didn't like it and so that's i guess the the point here is to just try and bring up elements or aspects of a person's experience, history or personality or a, topic. or a topic that we can talk about and discuss how and why they got to a particular outcome. Mm. And it's getting to know the 
those individual little elements, those little brushstrokes of that person's belief system that have generated the overall opinion that they might hold on something. So rather than just look at their look at them and hear their opinion and go, no, they're, they're an idiot, you know, go, no, okay, they're not an idiot. I don't know. All I know is what I've heard. Them. All, all I know is their conclusion that they've drawn. Yeah. So how about There's instead, no let's set yeah. aside a, a, a little bit of time here to look at those brushstrokes yeah. and admire what actually makes that opinion up mm. so that you can understand and respect that point of view yeah. in, a, in a more holistic way. Because no one's wrong if they've got an opinion mm. and they can back it up. It is definitely something that is related to what we're trying to do with the podcast. Mm. It's, well, it's just in conversation, yeah. just general conversation. Yeah. Because it's really hard to have these conversations these days with it everything is. going on. Yeah. Everything, everyone has an opinion and everyone, but everyone doesn't know why because there's, an, there's a feeling attached to it, whether it be fear or whether it be courage. But there's a, there needs to be a willingness to actually engage in this kind of mm. thought in, in critiquing even yourself. Yeah. So I don't think I'm right. I don't think I've got everything down pat. I, I like what I think now and I'm comfortable with what I think now because I've thought about it and I feel like I've got a pretty good understanding of it. If I was to talk to somebody about my thoughts and we could have time and space to be able to have a real deep dive into what makes up our opinions, then I think I'd be able to express myself pretty authentically, mm-hmm. which is nice. But you need to be able to set aside that time and to be able to do that. And that's really what we're trying to encourage with this. Mm. But, you know, taking it back to the art that we were talking about, I wanted to ask you, because obviously you moved into more less defined artistic expression in, in the alcohol inks and the way that you do your photography, mm-hmm. because you're in a direction now that's less defined, it's new, it's different, yeah. and you can't exactly express it in a definitive way. Because it's blurry. Because it isn't definitive. It is blurry, exactly. How did you, because you, you, you did digital art for a, a little while. A fair while. Did you start that predominantly after your depression, or did you start that even down the track? It was a bit track further down the track. So just before we were together, so it's yeah. about three years now. I started that hundred days of drawing. That was the beginning of my digital art. I wanted to try a different medium, and I wanted to commit to it. That was one of the biggest reasons. It was not to get any kind of recognition. I didn't expect anyone to really follow or understand. I started it because I I wanted to commit to a new way of expressing myself. Mm. I really was curious about digital art and I wanted to dedicate not just a week on doing something because I I gave up a lot. I gave up on things. I When I started something, I would criticize myself and I would talk myself out of it or I'd say I'm really shit at it and I'll just stop. Is that what we were talking about before when you start something new and you're trying to express yourself but because you're too new at it, you don't exactly know how to do it so you stop doing it because you, you can't express yourself that way. You need to move on to something else. Yeah, you think you do. It's, yeah. a, it's yeah. a mind yeah. game yeah. that you're, you play with your ego or yeah. your ego plays with you. So when something is a little bit difficult, when something's new, when you're in new territory, you're going to be, you're going to, things are going to come up that are like, whoa, what's going on? Big alarm bells. What's happening? No, no, no. That doesn't look good. Wait, what are you doing? It freaks out. Yeah. So when I started my digital, oh my God, going back to day one, I just, I can't really look at it because it's just painful. I began digital drawing before my 100 days of drawing. I wanted to learn how to draw the human body in right. different ways. So I'd take a picture of myself in a particular pose and then trace it right, and yes, figure you did. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it kind of started. And then after that, I'm like, all right, I think I can do this. I did it in uni. I was actually really good at it, at drawing figures. Just give me a, piece, a blank piece of paper and I could have drawn you. I was a fashion model, but still, it was like, it was pretty good what I came up with. I didn't trace. 
I just learned the structure of the body, what the dimensions were, and anyway. So after that, I started my 100 days, and it was really difficult, but what I noticed is what pe- people actually responded to it because yeah. it stopped being about the digital drawing and it started to be a new way of expressing myself. That's what it was. It became a way for me to be seen in a, in a way, and captions, my captions changed. At the beginning, it was kind of this short and sweet, this is kind of what's happening. Yeah. But then they became like poetic expressions of what was like, happening yeah. as I was drawing. Yeah. And something was happening. I was transforming in that time. And yeah. with every image, whether it took five minutes or five hours, like I dedicated time to, I had to make time to create. If it, Even if it was like 11 o'clock at night, I had to draw something. And I made, I dedicated, and it was probably the... One of the only times where I really committed to something and didn't give up because I got to, I'm like, I can't believe I'm at 50 days. It just, the time just flew. And then next minute I was at 99 days and I'm like, oh my God, tomorrow's hundred. Then what? Yeah. It was really strange. But then I actually, I'll never forget this. I, day 101, when I posted again, I just posted another, it wasn't no hundred days hashtags or anything. It was just a new picture. I just kept going. Yeah. Right. And then I can't remember who commented on my 101 days, but said, oh, are you are you still going or something? Or why are you still drawing? I'm like, well, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Why am I go-? It's really funny how it's like, yeah, it was a project, but it was also something I really enjoyed and I wanted yeah. to keep going. And I kept going on for a little while. You did. Oh, and, and it really developed. Your, the way that you drew, what you played with, and the different ways that you could express and and do your strokes and and your style changed and developed but that's one of the reasons why i wanted to i wanted to find my style because i didn't have a style same as in fashion i don't i never had a style i was just different all the time i was just Mm. trying something different i didn't like going with trends i really liked to find a unique way to with the trend i wanted to create something new with the trends that were happening not to stand out or anything but i think it was just my creativity Like I really loved to change and adapt things and make them different and didn't want to, I I guess it was like a subconscious way of me not wanting to follow the masses or wanting to be the same as everyone else because we are not the same. And I understood that subconsciously. And as I've grown and as I went through that hundred days and found a style that I resonated with me, I began to understand that. I'm like, I am not like everyone else. This is the reason why I express the way I do. I've wanted to find my style because I wanted to s- separate myself from what people knew me as. Like there was so many, there was nuances in all of my, that whole artistic, that time. That was time that frame. you trying to establish who you were from the start to the end? Or did um, you, were you looking for definition in your life? No. Like what, what about you trying to express yourself endeared digital art to be the best expression of that? What it started with, I wanted to find my style and I want to commit to something. That then turned into an expression of self and finding what I really want, what I really enjoyed in life, what I liked, what I valued, what I believed. Do you know what it was about digital art that served that purpose? I think it was just that constant, that dedication, that commitment every single day. And it was also a new 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 medium medium for you. I got the hang of it pretty quickly and because I was like, anyone can do this. Sometimes I would trace a body and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm cheating. But so many artists trace, but it's like they, they still make it themselves. Yeah. They still make it their own. Yeah, of course. So I'm like, it's not copying. I start with a shape, a silhouette, which is like one line. Yeah. And then I create around it. Yeah. I make it something else. What I loved in the development of your digital art 
was towards the end, in the last, I guess, couple of months that you were doing it, you started having a lot more fun with colour. It was less form and shape and lines, yeah. and it was more what you were doing with the colour and how you were conveying tones, textures, and shading and whatnot with how you did the colour. And you, you blended a lot of the colours together and you started having a lot of fun with that. Mm. And it really deepened, I think, the art that you were creating. Oh. And it was almost like... I'm just thinking about it now. It's like you were actually going in this direction that you're now in now with alcohol ink and the, what your inspirations are with photography in blurring the imagery and, and having it all blend like blend together to create the piece you were sort of doing that towards the end of your digital mm. uh, digital art creativity in in expressing an image and expressing yourself via a very blended imagery and abstract and abstract mm. yeah exactly because i think what i started to not like about it was that the figures were so defined because i'm like i am not my human form yeah. <laughs> i think that might have been what was coming out because i'm very spiritual at the moment and i don't see myself as just human i've experienced something now that's just so much more than that and it's probably why toward the end like the the figures that i was drawing weren't um their faces weren't really defined and their bodies weren't and uh, usually i think it was the clothes that they were wearing that i'd blur out yeah um and it would i'd just completely just erase it and look like they just had the skin and yeah. they were part of it would it's like just like fragmented in the all that is yeah like we are parts of the all that is and it doesn't matter if we have limbs or not we're souls and we're part of it and i think that really came through toward the end like you said and there was no eyes I felt I was just like, I just, I don't like it. I just, something was like telling me every time I tried to draw the eyes, I'm like, it just doesn't need it. It's not what is coming through. And there was something happening definitely. And now there's just like no figure, yeah. <laughs> no figure at all. Yeah. And if any, like I'd, if I'd like to bring a figure back, but I don't know how that's going to come up. That's I think okay. it's going to be very, it's going to be interesting the way that happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You'll develop into it. You'll find, you'll find yeah. it along the way. That's mm. just the kind of. The, the twists and turns that creative expression goes. Yeah. It goes, yeah. It's exciting. But you got to really surrender to it. Sometimes there were days where I didn't surrender as much and I'd, got, I'd get very frustrated because it wasn't turning out the way I wanted it to. And I would, I'd be like, no, I want this, this is... And I'd commit. I'd be like, no, this is what I am envisioning. This is what I want. But the image was like telling me, no, it's not what you want. Yeah. It's not what you want. This yeah. figure should doesn't have eyes. Why? There's a reason for that. I don't know what it was. I can't remember what the what the caption was or what the reason was. But there was something happening. And then when I surrendered, I was like, all right, I'll just try it. I took off the eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, you were right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking before about authentic expression and when you give all of the message you're trying to communicate in an image that looks really fantastic and that can resonate with you on a different level yeah. to other images that they might just be conveying to fill out a gallery or whatever sure. and they seem there's less that resonates with you about them mm. potentially did you find that with the 100 days of drawing did you feel like some images were stronger than other images and you were doing some images because you felt compelled to convey what was in that image at that time and were there some images that you were doing just to fill out the 100 days it was actually really interesting because the ones that I liked and felt the most didn't get as much likes or mm. and more uh, recognition it was the ones I did in five minutes I remember there's one it's the most simple one I did it in I, I probably within 15 minutes and it got probably the most likes I'm gonna uh, I don't know if it was the most but it was the most up until that point yeah. I was very surprised at the response because yeah. I was like it's shit 
but I have to post it. And next minute, there was like 43 plus likes. I'm like, what? And I know that's probably like really small talk, <laughs> but 20 people would like it average. Yeah. And below that. Yeah. You know. So and, like twice as the response. And But that was very response, quick. Yeah. That's where it started. It started at like 40. Just, I looked at it. I was like, what? What are people saying? And the 50. I'm like, this is really strange. In the, in the ones that you took less time to produce, did you feel like they were just as authentic as the ones that took you longer? Like, was there a a certain part of the process where you're like, this is actually what I'm trying to do or I'm trying to control it. Like what you were saying with, you know, there's something in you saying it doesn't need eyes. Yeah. And you're saying, yes, it does. And then when you finally relinquish the control to the voice telling you, no, it doesn't, Mm. then it comes through and that's more authentic for that piece that you're doing. Yeah. Was there part of the process that you felt when you were being inauthentic with it or were you always authentic with it? No, I was always authentic with it. Like I knew I had to sit down and draw every day I knew that that was something that I had to do all I remember about that day that I drew it because I think I had I think I had I was going somewhere that day so I needed to get something done quick and I remember like already being dressed and just putting something together it was I think it was like a guardian angels one but it's like very minimal I was like this is just gonna have to be the way it is it's nothing fancy and it wasn't inauthentic because I still believed in the message the message was about guardian angels and that was something really close to my heart so that messaging was there but people I don't know if people really looked at the captions as much as Mm. they did the art People would have just, I think a lot of people complimented on my artwork rather than the caption. Because that's what you engage with art because art's a visual. Mm. You don't necessarily look at art for the verbal message behind it. Because more so when the art wasn't working, something would come through though in while I was drawing it. There was some hint of wisdom that came through with the caption rather yeah. than the imagery. And it was more about the caption than it was imagery. Yeah, it's so like the, the when, imagery actually helped you articulate. Yeah, it actually caption. became a meditation. The drawing became a meditation for me to actually express myself in words, in a way. So it was, it was a very interesting time. That's very interesting. Oh, it's funny how just you've developed and your art's developed, and I've I've seen that your your creative expression has changed since this Mm. relationship from the start to where we are now. Yeah, you're in a very different place now, and I think, like I was saying, I think a lot of it's the fact that you're in a different position in a different place and you're looking to express yourself differently because you have to well, because you're unfamiliar. in a different unfamiliar place yeah i am i don't know what is happening yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i need to express i'm starting blurred yeah i mean it's the same for me i'm, I'm trying to figure out what writing style actually suits me i wrote when i wrote inward i did it the way that came out authentically was in a more poetic yeah. kind of style yeah and so I had a lot of fun with that. And that flowed out really quickly. Like I, I'd written it two within weeks. two weeks yeah. and it was done. It was out. It's not a long book. It's yeah. under 100 pages, but it just came so easily and yeah. comfortably because I think I relinquished the control for how it was going to flow and I just allowed it to come out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, it was literally as I was writing it, I wasn't even thinking. It was, you know how you said it was like a meditation for you drawing sometimes yeah. when you were conveying a message? Yeah. It was the same thing. It was almost, I'd sit down at a night time. And I'd, I'd meditate. Mm. And then by the end of it, I'd, I'd written a chapter or I'd written a, a few pages. Yeah. And it just worked really comfortably. Mm. And now it's published and it's out there. It's really cool. But I'm in a different space now to what I was, was when, I, when I wrote it. So if I try to adopt that same style now, it doesn't feel as authentic because I'm not in that position that I was in then. You I'm, could say that that poetic style was you trying to fathom yeah. Kind of like my blurred pictures now, 
it was like your blurred words. Yeah, it, it, it was because it, it conveys relatively vague messages. I There were specific messages in there that I, I guess was trying to express and to, to nut out for myself what I actually think about something, what I believe, how I think about things. Um, but for the most part, because it is relatively poetic, it does leave a lot to the imagination as to what you take from it. And I like that about it. But it was written at a time when I was really trying to figure out the nuts and bolts of how and what I think. Mm. And so I think it did convey that in the book. Yeah, it did. And I, I really like that, that ab- about that it. abstract style, because it's not yeah. you. No, it's not so me at it, all. That, that abstract style of writing for you was like my blood version, my blood, blood photography and art right yeah. now. I mean, yeah. trying to fathom what's happening. Yeah. How I understand the world yeah. and what's important and what I value. Yeah. And, and that's what's hard now is that because I've got that background, that really in writing that and expressing that in that way, it really helped to solidify and bring into better definition what I think and what my fundamental philosophy is, how I approach things at this point in time now, that writing inward really helped me to develop that. And so now I've, I've got that foundation. I don't feel the need to be as abstract. I feel like I can be a bit more to the point now. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm still experimenting with different ways of writing something. You know, do I, do I keep an element of, of vagueness and poetry in it or do I go completely cutthroat ruthless to the point uh, when I'm trying to convey yeah. a, a message and that's what I was saying when I when I found when I was listening to classical music and I was writing and I was being inspired by the raw authenticity of the, the score that I was enjoying that when I actually read back what I'd been writing in the meantime it was raw and it was cutthroat Very and it was deep and brutal and it was to the point and it was it, it, it was almost so ruthless i guess is the best way i could put it that i I, it was actually hard to tell whether it it was actually true or if i was expressing this element of myself that Mm. looks at the world in in a particular way and i was allowing that a voice and so it could be true but it also could be distorted by whatever the bias of that element of myself is which is probably really likely part of you yeah there you go me maybe just being as realistic as i can be with things yeah and the way that I analyze analyze things, mm-hmm. even the books that I read now are totally different to what I was reading back then. When I was when I wrote it, even bef- before I wrote it too, when I was in a totally transitional phase of my of my life, and I was trying to figure out who I was, what made me tick, what my beliefs are, what I'm, what am I even grounded in mm. on this earth? When I was trying to figure that out, I was reading more spiritual books and more more vague books and trying to learn different perspectives and different ways that you can look at life and what you're doing here and what it means to be here. And so that, I guess, at that point, then when I, I wrote the book, there was kind of the culmination of that journey for me. And when I published it and put it out there, it was like that part was sort of done. Mm-hmm. And I'd established now what it was that I believed, who I am, and the way that I look at things. And that's, of course, ever-changing. I'm not saying now that that's fixed and that's who I am and that's that. And that's just the truth, the ultimate truth, and, and there's nothing else because that's totally... Yeah, uh, we're ever-changing and we're always yeah. growing and developing and figuring exactly. new things out and experiencing new things. I might experience something that's going to totally contradict everything that I wrote in that book. Mm-hmm. And if I'm that attached to everything that I up until this point have believed, then I will just Won't be completely denying yeah. what's real. 
Which yeah. then contradicts what you believe because you believe that exactly, you are yeah. ever changing and developing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it re- that really helped me. And that was, I guess, an expression, like I said, the, the expression of everything that was going on at that point. Mm. And then once that was done and it was out there, it was like, that, that, that's the end of that chapter. I now to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And, and since then, I've been trying to find a footing in this new way of thinking and this new way of being. And it's led me, it's, it's, follow, it's I've followed my inspiration down a lot of different rabbit holes and it's settled on this, this avenue that I'm on at the moment mm-hmm. and trying to find the way that I can express myself in the world that I now live. I don't mean the world necessarily is in the reality that we're all sharing. I mean, my, my experience, my world right now with what I think, what I believe and what resources I have that help me express and learn and grow in that path. It's all different. I'm trying to, I guess, now figure out a way that I can express in the same way that you were saying at the start, how you are finding it, I guess, tough to really engage with a lot of people around you because you are different and you look at things differently. Yeah. So I can really relate to that. Mm. But, you know, it's life. A lot of people go through that too. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of the people that I look up to, the mentors that I follow on Instagram, and I've noticed that they, they say similar things. Yeah. You will... When you change, the world around you changes. Yeah. The environment with people like what you what's happening, they'll, yeah. they'll accept you and they'll move with you. Some won't. That's okay. Some do come later. Everyone's on their journey, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold anything against anyone. No, because you're the one that's changed. I'm you can't expect everyone else to change no, with you. Absolutely. Because you're not. the one that's made the decision. Yeah. And it's not making the decisions; just what's happened. Yeah. Like I can't unsee, undo, unexperience what I have experienced, and that's that. And I'm just stuck now with this new way of being, and it's just, it's not something that I'm like, oh, I don't believe it anymore. There is actually no nothing that will tell me otherwise. If anything, it's actually more depressing to go back to what I knew because I didn't know much. Now that I know this, for me personally, it resonates. It's home to me it's everything it's like i'm remembering something from yeah. my soul yeah. <laughs> my soul's remembering information and it's time that i execute it it's time that i become that expression definitely and it's so difficult when you do make that change and nothing changes in your reality it's, you, you change within it and then yeah. you've got to try and figure out where the change has to i guess yeah. occur in yeah. your reality it's so th- really hard and it's i do get sad about it because i've looked to the people around me with a lot of grace and i look up to them to learn from them but because i'm on a different road I, you guys don't align anymore i don't we don't align I, i've learnt and taken from them what I've needed to get up to this point in time. But that's not to say that one day in the future, I'll need something from them later. Like something, like either a wisdom or, you know, like if we have a child uh, whom, and they have a child, I can... T- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Those little things. I don't. I wouldn't say that you just kind of kick people out of your life. Uh, you stray away from certain people and people stray away from you. You know, you go different directions according to what inspires you and where you're going and where you're leading, what you're attracted to and what you're not attracted to. Well, this is what they say, in, in whether it's conscious or unconscious, you bring people into your life or people come into your life that align with where it is that you're going. Yeah, you attract them. And I know especially when it comes to investing or in that, in the world of finance, if your if your goal is to improve your financial situation, then mm-hmm. what they say, the, the people that are in this world, they say you create a team around you of people that are in the field that you're interested in, that you want to go in. You create, you bring you people in. You surround yourself. Yeah. yeah, you surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. 
And also people that their strengths match up with your weakness. So where you're not particularly good in a particular area that you want to be better at, you bring someone in who is good there. And you only have people in your inner circle that are in, like I said, in that area. For example, if you're wanting to invest in real estate, I'm just using this because it's where I'm at at the moment. If you're wanting to invest in real estate and you need a property manager or whatever, try and find yourself a property manager that is also invested in real estate because they know exactly the ins and outs of what's going on. As opposed to if you have someone in that, in your part of your team, who who doesn't actually understand necessarily from first-hand experience what this world's like, then they're probably not going to be as effective for you. Same as if you were to get an accountant. You get get an accountant that is well-experienced in what it is that you're doing, starting up a small business, and not just someone who is there... Uh, who's just, you know, knows numbers and, and knows sort of regulations and how things sort of work. You surround yourself with people that align with you and where you're going. And in life, as you change and develop, then your interests change and more people need to come into your life that are going to supplement that and align with that. And it will happen. It just takes time mm. because you're adjusting. And so once you change and make that adjustment, the world lags and catches up with mm. you. And that takes you on paths that divert from the paths of those who you once were aligned with. Yeah. And that's no one's fault. No, that just happens. Yeah. With everyone. Yeah. It, you just do that. <laughs> Sometimes when you divert, you need that time on your own a little mm. bit, that little bit of space. So 2020, that's what it was for me. I needed a bit of time on my own to figure out who I was because it wasn't happening with the, not the circle I was with. It was just what I had around me happening all the time. I needed solitude. I needed solitude and isolation in a way because I needed to know what my thoughts were, my true thoughts were, and what was thoughts that I was taking from other people that weren't mine, but I was trying to fit in. Like I would always try to fit in to uh, particular groups. I would change who I was, but not, not consciously. It was a subconscious thing. You do that to kind of make friends. You try to make, oh, me too, me too. And, oh, yeah, that resonates with me. And you create things. But those things, they weren't deep enough for me. And that time that I had, I needed to find what I really do value, how I really wanted to live my life, what was important to me. Well, coming up to COVID, your perspective was starting to change. Before COVID was even around, you had already, you'd known that the things about the job that you were doing, what you liked about it, you were also very conscious of the fact that you didn't like the job itself, but there were elements of it that were really important to you. And your truth and your perspective was starting to, to shift. Yeah. And I think you were at a starting to go into a transitional phase of your life when COVID hit. And yeah. then when you did lose your job, it was also, I think, that lined up perfectly with the shift in your perspective. Because I knew that that was going to be the last job I would have, the last employee I would ever work for. Yes. I knew that. I was told that. And as the, when that happened, I was like, this is the opportunity that I'm getting. And I thought it would happen very quickly. I thought I'd just start something in a month. It would just happen quickly, but it wasn't. I had to figure out that the whole year I had to go through, be very patient to really realize and to be ready for the, at this point in time that yeah. I live in now. Yeah, I absolutely. needed to be ready for it. Well, I'm curious now as to what's, what's going to happen with me because I've adjusted my perspective and I've shifted the way I look at things and where I want to go. And I've totally, I guess, overhauled um, over these last few weeks the way I'm approaching 
things happening in my life, the way I'm approaching my job, yeah. the way I'm approaching my goals yeah. and my, my plans is, is all totally different now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm ready for something new to occur. I guess that's what I've been trying to manifest in my life, how the changes in my reality are going to happen and what I can You're and how I can trans- influence them. That, You're right? in that transitional phase. So, but now what's just come to light, literally as we've been recording this episode is Victoria's, I mean, this is Victoria we knew from midnight last night has gone back into five-day lockdown, which I'm not holding my breath that that's going to be the total duration. But we've gone back into a five-day stage four lockdown in Victoria. And what I've just found out literally as we're recording this episode is that it's actually affected my work now. They've restricted how much the employees can be spread out around the sites. So our employers had to cut back on the people that are working. So I've just had to take the next three days leave. So I don't know if that's going to be the end of it after that or if it's going to ultimately end up in weeks I'm not exactly sure what's going to, how this is going to play itself out. But this has lined itself up perfectly with my transitional moment, really. The message that came through about this time of your life in 2021. With you connecting uh, with theta to a future self, higher self, (laughs) and a whole different bunch of elements of our spirituality. February was going to be a big month for me, a very transitional month. And it has been from day dot in February. It's been go, go, go on this totally different path. And it's been exciting. It's been a whirlwind. But where we are right now um, with the COVID situation, I'm, I guess, thrust into this point right at the moment, I guess, where I'm most ready to manifest something different into my reality. So it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Again, it's just speculating. We'll keep you posted. You know, we don't have a crystal ball, so it's just going off what we've I learned. I am the crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> just going off uh, what we're sort of living to and what's influencing us at the moment. It's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Mm. So I really, I'm positive that there's there's opportunities here. I'm not sad. I'm not desperate. I'm not panicking. Um, because everything is happening in the sequence that it needs to happen in. And I have no doubt that I will get a lot from this time off, no matter if it is three days or if it's longer. You also attract what you put out there. So if you are in a state of fear and worry and panic, that's what you will get. (laughs) So I I will use this time instead for the the productivity that I would love, I've wanted to have time off to be able to really get into. Because mm. since I've been in this frame of mind, I haven't, besides the weekends, I haven't really had a prolonged period where I can actually sit down and put a good day into something. So I'm really grateful that I have that opportunity now and I'm really excited to see what this opportunity might bring. So I'm going to look at it more from that angle than from an angle of, holy crap, I could lose the only income we've got right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Uh, Life is good and full of opportunities. And that's the way we're going to look at it. This has been a really interesting discussion, actually, because a lot of the elements with art and expression I hadn't even thought about until we sat down and started talking about it. So it's one of the things I love about this podcast and these conversations is that I learn something every time we sit down and discuss. Yes. Which is the point of it. (laughs) So thanks for sitting down and having this discussion with me, Yush. Thank you, Logan. Thanks for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any thoughts regarding the conversation today or just want to get in touch and share your experience, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Logan and Yuja or send us an email at loganandyuja at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and until next time with Infinite Love.